Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Hello and welcome to Headliner Radio, where we are joined today by Johnny Lloyd and Dan White of the band Tribes, whose new album Rabbit Head is released on August the 18th. Um, Johnny and Dan, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you both and whereabouts are you joining us from? Um, I'm in Camden still. <laughs> Last one here. <laughs> um, uh, I'm I'm splendid, thank you. I'm down in Dorset, um, down by the coast, keeping it real, um, being a wizard goblin. <laughs> <laughs> Good to hear. Um, so, um, well, it's uh, there's a lot to talk about, isn't there? I think yeah, with with the new record coming up, first album uh, for Tribes in in 10 years i believe um so a good place to start i guess would be um in in in, in a nutshell if possible what have you been doing for the last 10 years i know the band went on a bit of a hiatus for a while but can you kind of Just fill us in a little bit on scales <laughs> <laughs> you're pretty good by now then i take working it working on the new tracks <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> <laughs> that's been a year on a song <laughs> um, you go john you go you go, you go. um yeah i, I think ma- mainly music um making some solo records did a lot for tv and film um it feels like we've been back together well we have been back together for, for years now which is <laughs> just like strange because everybody always says oh it's great to have you back it's like well we started talking in like end of 2019 i think or like 2020 yeah, we've kind of um, been back as long we've been together as, <laughs> as long now as we were together before, I think, which is pretty okay. much, yeah. So yeah. that's a weird realization, but yeah, it feels like uh in the not too distant past we've been working on this for a good three years now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, a so, lot of life happened in that ten years, you know, it's hard to sort of <laughs> get into it, but yeah. Um I think uh, it's just great to be back doing it again. And it feels like we've put more time, we've put as much time into this album as we did into Baby, which was conceived and sort of uh, recorded in a similar sort of time frame, two or three years, I think. Yeah. Uh, and we've, yeah, yeah I mean, we played, we, we obviously toured a lot more back then, but it's um, it's been a similar sort of like gestation period for this new album. A big thing for me, I um when we when the band sort of stopped doing stuff, um I went and started producing, learned how to make records in like an engineering capacity. Got really well my big takeaway from Tribes in its first incarnation was how much I love being in the studio. Uh, Mike Crossy did Baby was a big inspiration for me. So I took that moment as an opportunity to get into studio, learn how to make records. And I think maybe in the back of my mind, I was always thinking like, if Tribes was to ever come back, I'd want to be in a position that I could make that record if it happened. That was like a sort of perhaps a, a secret goal that was so secret I didn't know about it myself, but I think it might have been there. So then when we did come decide to do this, I was in a position to make the record and and it made sense to do that because this whole sort of exercise has been about trying to rediscover or actually discover for the first time what the core of the band really is. Mm. And that seemed like it had to be um, discovered by ourselves. So we made the record on our own, which um, felt very fruitful and quite a liberating thing to do. Yeah. 
I mean, gave us so much time to like work out the songs, especially me and Dan. Like, because he's got all these skills now, it's like we can. I went over to Dan's house and we could pretty much sort of like create a full track in a couple of days, as opposed to just sort of hashing it out in rehearsal rooms, hmm. which was great. So it's just been a totally different experience in the studio, much more creative. We tried it every every different way because we can, you know. Yeah, as opposed to being on the clock when you've got a couple of days as track or whatever. Hmm. Oh, what was before we get kind of properly into the new record? Can you just talk us through what it was that got you round to to even deciding to make this album again? What was the point where you decided, you know, what we should get back in the studio and we've got some we've got some new ideas, we've got something that we can really work with? What was the what are the kind of origins, I guess, of of this album? I guess like what we've always been excited about is playing live, but really we love making new songs like me and Dan will whoop and embarrassingly howl when we get a new idea you know mm-hmm. and that's as exciting to us as it is playing in front of a load of different people so I think it was like yeah we, we put these shows on sale they sold out really quick but then it was like you know let's do the other thing as well which is like make some new music and it was a very exciting idea to like make new stuff and I remember Dan sending me a voice note of hard pill and I was stood on a beach digging a hole with Miguel for a barbecue, <laughs> as you do. And uh, I was like, fuck, that's a new Tribe song. Like, that's really exciting. That was the first one. Like, that's going to be... Well, at the time, at that time, we were only talking about doing a gig. Uh, mm. uh, John and I had... had uh, we hadn't spoken in a long time. We'd met up um, sort of half-accidentally for something. And, you know, that kind of feeling of being in the band... I don't think we kind of realised how much we missed it until we saw each other. And then it wasn't long until after that. And it wasn't long after that that Johnny sent a text being like, you know, it's 10 years since baby, maybe we should do a show. Our friend Josie runs Choose Love, Help Refugees. And we were like, well, maybe we could do something with that. That'd be a nice, nice idea. Then the tickets go on sale and they sell out like so quick. We're like, God, people, we forgot how much people loved our band. And so every... All three sides of that seem to triangulate into a no-brainer. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, God, do this. And then, the, like John said, as soon as one song came, they, they, all, they all just started to, like, barrel out. It was um, quite extraordinary, actually. It was a real, like, frenzy of creativity. And But, it, like, in the first sort of chapter of the band, John will come with all the songs and we're doing rehearsal room and, and it, it was brilliant. This time it felt more like we were starting with the record and that was like a big focus. And like John says, it's like a new song, a new song felt like a victory every time. And we're just building out this sort of like universe of tribes three. And yeah. I no, you know, the record could have taken so many different shapes. You wrote so many songs. It was really hard to decide what ones were going to go on there. I mean, we probably ended up putting three or four too many on there, but we just couldn't decide. Like, there's like so much material now. We could have told a couple of different stories of the record, but that's rabbit head is what it is. Yeah. I mean, did it take you? You know, I know you said that once, once the, you know, once you got back into the swing of it, there were ideas coming out all over the place. But did it take a little bit of time to sort of ease back into the? process of making new tribes music or did it kind of just sort of take off immediately as soon as you got back in a room together i think it took a minute certainly for me um 
Damn was fresh out the gates with about ten tracks. So I think it took me it took me a little longer just to sort of get get my head back into it, I think. And then we started writing together and then it was just like, yeah, it's just it was floodgates then. But also I lived down the road from him in, in Dorset, so we were I was just sort of turning up. <laughs> we were having sessions. You weren't at... sort of turning up. You were just <laughs> turning up. But John's John, John approach to songwriting is physically quite aggressive. In, like, <laughs> in his presence, like he would like just turn up and open, like being door sets, like doors always open. Just turn up in the morning, you know. I'd be in my pants. And he's like, got a new song, let's go. Yeah. So, well, you know, I had plans today, but that's fine, I guess. And it's just the way it went. It was a really brilliant, one of the best experiences of my life was writing this record with John. It was like, it was an amazing, like, um, uh, you know, it was a huge collaboration and it was also a bit of a boxing match and it was just so much fun. Like, it was, um, I think we both pushed each other creatively to try new things and, and really like, really just go for it yeah some stuff from some areas that we wouldn't have been able to do before musically as well which is quite exciting just technically and just sort of just having i think before it was a lot of it was kind of off the hip it was like we didn't put too much thought into everything that's happening we really like discussed what we you know like there's middle eights on this album which is right kind of the thing for tribes yeah. um <laughs> so we were like talking about you know, how we were going to construct those and tried them. And then if it failed, we try again, which I think in the past is just if something didn't work, the whole thing was scrapped onto the next kind of thing. So there was a lot more care and thought over this. Yeah. And I think lyrically that really shows, you know, it's really, it's really moved on. Did you have a, you know, a, a theme, not a theme, but like an idea in mind of once you had a couple of songs on, on the way, of what you wanted to do sort of musically and sonically with this album? Was there a, a kind of overarching uh, yeah, idea that you were kind of working towards with it? Or did the songs just kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, um, appear as and when they, as and when they appeared and you just kind of went with it organically or did you have a bit of a, a plan for what you wanted to think, do with this album? I don't think there was much of a plan. No, I, like I said, I think it, a lot of it was just an exercise of discovery and just seeing, because like John says, like so much life has happened between the, the both eras of the band, you know, like there was a lot to draw from. And I don't think we ever sat down and said, we want to write a song about this. There's obviously a lot in the record about, about the idea of coming back together and not necessarily just the band, but also the band, but how that kind of resonates out to be applicable to other moments in people's lives you know but um but there's also just a lot of fun and uh, a lot of the stuff i was interested in was it is in like the sort of cacophony of of everything and just abundance of information and culture and just so much going on and the madness of covid and the madness of being in this strange little village in dorset me and johnny now live it just all it all seemed to just pile in and become this big sort of beautiful mess, I think. Yeah. And there's an overall, there's an overall like taste feeling between us. Like we were into the same thing. So I kind of know if I've written something and I'm about to play it to Dan, if he likes it or not. But then there's this other element in our band, obviously Miguel, the drummer is kind of like, it's important that you get the ideas past him. Or that he's just, if he's not sold on something, you just, 
grinds to a halt. <laughs> he kind of, he just kind of embodies all of our different influences, whether it's like Aerosmith, Velvet Underground, Zeppelin, or the Chili's. And he decides what's rad or not. <laughs> and if it's not, then it's hard to get it past. Yeah. So it's a lot of like me and Dan would be in the woods and go, God, I hope Jimmy and Nick like this song. Like, we're fucked if they don't because I think this is like the best one. So you know, like in the office, right? Yeah. I was thinking about this. You know, in the office, you've got Tim, right? And Tim, like, represents, he's like the audience. Yeah. You know? And, and all, and they've <laughs> written all that around him are just like, the the idiocy <laughs> and all that stuff. It's like Johnny and I were kind of that, and then Miguel was like the Tim who was right. like presented <laughs> the audience, and he was like a real sort of weather vane in it all. So like he's he kind of like the level agreed. head in he's the room, the center right? of gravity, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he always has done. It's always been like that. <laughs> I mean, you you did you said that there were things that you did you would you would I would do with this album that you perhaps wouldn't have done last time. Uh, whether that was through, uh, you know, having developed different skills, you know, you, Dan, with uh, producing records and stuff like that, working just with different in different musical ways, you know, aside from one another over these past, you know, well, I guess about seven years really, since, you know. Yeah. But could, could you elaborate on that a little bit? Can you tell us what the kind of, some of those key differences would have been and, and what your sort of writing process or writing style is like you know what it looks like when you start bouncing ideas off of one another how how quickly does that take to translate into a song i feel it's pretty instant but it was just like a level of patience i think dan brings a lot more to this to the table than i do but it's like it's a level of thought and patience that maybe hadn't have existed back in the first round you know and i think it was just kind of having the studio always up and running and sort of um dan's production skills there it was like oh let's try this sonically or let's you know there was just a whole new like sort of load of ingredients that we could use or at least try to sort of create things or moods or middle eights or whatever for the songs that we hadn't used before we either didn't have time back then or we just didn't approach it like that um we were often on the clock in the studio we demoed on my eight track and we um, most of the time it was just in a rehearsal room. We just, re- we just had them by memory. Most of the time we were going into the studio. We never really discussed too much um, about tones or textures, you know? So it's a whole new thing for us to have that time and space and also have Dan there to be able to facilitate those ideas. So every single song is affected by it. I think, you know, there's no, there was just um, a whole new like uh, thing to pull from, which has created a, a different world. It's still very much us, but it's just it's sonically um, way more advanced. I think. Mm. I think it's one of the sort of um, uh, problem. Problem is perhaps a, a lazy word, but one of the things to um, kind of overcome or to learn through the process, especially for me, was like producing it and being in the band is like you know, the role of a producer is to give the band perspective sometimes and a tr- and another tr- trusted set of ears from the outside. So it's quite difficult at times to be able to, like, step back and, and step in. Uh, but I think a big part of the exercise, like I said, to find the core of it. So sometimes it was difficult to, like, know if you if you were overworking something or, like, because the beauty of the band the first time around was how, like, we were saying how sort of off the cuff it was and how quick it was. 
and there's a tendency to overthink stuff. Mm. So part of it was trying to be aware of not overthinking and, and just trusting the first thought, the first take, the first idea, uh, which in itself is, is, is a really interesting thing to, to, to take on. You know, it, it was, it was really fun and really creatively rewarding, but also quite fascinating, um, exercise in record making mm. where did you make the record in a little cottage called shags <laughs> in dorset <laughs> i had a studio in hackney and um uh, obviously lockdown happened and i couldn't go to studio and then john and i started talking about you know the gig and then maybe doing the record and i was like, i really want to get out of town he said there's a little cottage near me because he was living down in dorset so I packed my studio up and, and my life and moved it all down to Dorset and we put the studio in this tiny little cottage on an army range. So it was, <laughs> it was surrounded by gunfire and heavy artillery most of the time, which isn't conducive to the best recording environment. But there's loads of machine gunfire on the record, if you listen carefully. Is there really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every single room was like had a different purpose and it was just stacked to the rafters with kit. You know, it's just like a breathing thing in itself. And the sort of studio was the uh, desk was in the top bedroom. It's unbelievably hot in there, but we couldn't have the fans on because the mics would pick them up. So <laughs> just, like, the live room was the, uh, the living room, which is like a hybrid living room, live room. Um, my poor partner, Fee is an illustrator and she's working on really intricate drawings while we're doing like really heavy rock drums in the next room. <laughs> That must have been quite challenging then for her if she's got that and machine yeah. gun fire <laughs> ringing off. Yeah, <laughs> we owe her a couple of cups of tea for sure. Um, but I think the um, I remember Nigel Godrich and, and Radiohead describing this way of making records as free range because that only they did um, OK Computer in in, that, in a similar way, obviously on a sort of bigger scale. But I think that idea of going somewhere that isn't purpose built for record making lends itself um to more opportunity for interesting things to happen um like i i think it's a wonderful way to way to make records especially if everyone's just sort of there and and in the soup of it all for as long as possible it can really lead to some unexpected things whereas if you're in the studio all the time it can it can become a bit formulaic a bit sort of you know, it's a bit kind of sterile, but mm. yeah, this was the opposite of that. I can't really, I was thinking about this recently, like there's some great stuff on on Baby and Wish Scream, but I can't really remember having a magic moment in either of those sessions. Do you know what I mean? It was like, it was a little sterile or you just go in one at a time and you knew exactly what you were going to do. It wasn't like kind of, you know, we had moments on this album that was like, wow, that wouldn't, that wasn't there this morning. And now it is. And it's made the song 10 times better. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a, I'm just in a great experience. You know, it's in the middle of the woods and the guys, some of the guys just stay at my house. We'd walk over in the morning and just start and barbecue at night. It was just a great, um, experience as well, which, which makes for a better atmosphere, which makes people braver to try stuff, I think. Yeah. And what does, you know, it, if it's possible to, to sort of articulate it, what, what does this album mean to you both? I don't mean necessarily in terms of like comparing it to which one do you like it more than the other albums or like which one, which has got the best songs, but I mean, as a, as a, as a piece of work, as an, as an accomplishment to have made this happen out of, 
you know, when seemingly there may never have been another tribes record at one point, right? So how does it feel to have it finished? You've drawn a line under it, it's coming out soon. Does it, yeah, I, I guess the, the question there is, yeah, what does this record mean to you? I think it's just an incredible sort of um, healing moment in life where a lot of things that happen in your past, you don't get a second chance with. So it's like great to come back with your best mates, play music. We're given this second opportunity um, and patch up some stuff that needed patching up, but also do it while we're doing our best work was pretty profound for me. Anyway, I think it was just a great moment and, and my happiest moment in a long time. So I think it was a, it, yeah, it felt like a, a healing process, but also incredibly exciting in terms of how the creation of it and and sort of reaching a new level of creativity with people you didn't think you were going to work with again. So that that was a great thing. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely agree with all of that. And also for me, it's, it's my proudest achievement personally, but also I'm so proud of the the band. I'm so you know I'm proud of it existing. I think it's a beautiful thing, and and I, I really wanted us to be able to capture the essence of what that thing is that's created when the four of us are together, uh, not in a, not in a, uh, not to prove it to anyone, you know, like it's just for us, really. I, I really wanted to make the record for us, and I think, um, like, I don't know, I think it's the closest we've ever got to really finding out what the band is and. And also it led to lots of suggestions of what it could be as well in the future and what it could lead to. Mm. I'm just really proud of it. I think it's the fact we got it made is it's just a huge achievement, you know, like it was, it was, it wasn't like some, it wasn't like everyone was like throwing money at us to make a record, you know, just like that sort of back end of it. It's really hard to get everyone together to get, to actually create all the conditions to make an album. And we didn't just fudge it. I think we worked really hard on it and we made a great record. I think we really pushed ourselves. Um, I think we've really pushed ourselves as artists, but also like it was just a slog. Um, also, it still frustrates me. Sometimes I listen to it and I'm like, you know, oh, maybe I could have done this or done that. But I don't think it was something that would was ever going to be like oh it's finished you know it's just yeah. like yeah well that that's it's like a painting you know it's never really finished you just decide at one point to draw a line under it yeah uh, yeah I, just, I love it i just can't i've got the itch now to get on with some more but <laughs> i mean have you discussed that i know we're you know this album isn't even out yet but have you spoken about what comes next straight <laughs> yeah, yeah. away yeah, I think we've got a deal for another one. So yeah, we'll we'll yeah. be doing that. <laughs> kind of are. But um, yeah, like Dan said, it, there was a period when it just wasn't. You know, we didn't have management or a label again, and it was like fuck. You know, it's really hard to get that stuff going. Like he said, especially if you haven't played in seven years, you know? yeah. <laughs> it's even harder. So it was an amazing thing. But what one thing that ties this band together is. Just, uh, total blind faith it always has been like and we all just but oh yeah well that'll that'll work itself out yeah um, which is kind of 
you know, whether you believe in that kind of stuff or not is important for this group, I think. It always just kind of works out. Like we made, we went to Dan's the other day and we made uh, nine videos. In, was it nine videos or three music videos and a load of content in two days? You know, and we kind of arrived and the director, Will, was staying with me. It's just like, this, we don't have enough time. It's like, it'll work Loads out. Of time. It always works out. <laughs> don't worry, everything will be fine. And two or three a.m. on the last day, only <laughs> day two. Dan was hanging upside down from a tree and we've got the final shot and Will's like, oh my God, we've done it. I was like, of course we have. <laughs> so we, no, we, we could have just like banged out the first tracks that come to, 10 tracks come to mind and we didn't, you know, we really, really tried to make a best possible record we could with every skill and idea we had available to us at that time in our life and I'm really proud of it for that reason. Yeah, amazing. And what are the plans for touring the album? So we're doing a big in-store tour um, to promote the record as you do. Um, then we'll be announcing some more shows for September. Um, we're going to Italy, doing the Roundhouse on um, September the 30th. The Roundhouse is the big guy. And then I think we'll be touring pretty hard into January, February, and then like full run of festivals next year. Yeah. Um, which is really exciting, you know, to be getting the, the music out this summer in time for all that. Yeah, fantastic. Well, you know, congratulations on the record and for, you know, getting getting it back together and, and turning it around. And it's great to uh, to know that there'll be more coming in the future as well, further down the line. But, um, yeah, thank you both so much for taking the time out to have a chat with us today. I really appreciate it. It's been a, been a real pleasure. Yeah, nice chat, though. In a bit. Cheers. Thank See you, you very much, guys. Roundhouse. Yes, I will do. Cheers. Nice See you later. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.